0: These are.
1: First one, second one, Jesuits, Nehemiah, Esther, Joseph, Sons, Father, Father,
0: Through the Spirit, our love, love your- for this year?
1: we're We're reaching for. To you kids. Uh, I've talked to almost all of you. I'm trying to get all these trophies lined up so I can order all these, and I've talked to several of you, but if I haven't talked to you tonight, like I haven't talked to him, and I haven't talked to you tonight, uh, there may be somebody else I hadn't talked to. If you know some of these things that we've seen, I need to know about it, okay? Now, if I somehow accidentally leave you off on some of these trophies we're going to have lots of reorders every week all right so don't worry about that but i want to try to get them straight to start with so uh y'all just uh help me out on that okay if you can come to me after class and we'll get it straightened out all right what is true success in life why don't we we need to say
0: this how loud and what
1: and together. So let's start all over. I know the first week of school's rattled you, right? The first few days, right? All right, let's do it together. What's true success in life? Living in your life
0: and go ahead. And what's true failure in life? Living in your life you know and go you know ahead. What and what's outside
1: of We want to begin tonight by welcoming each of you to our services. We have visitors once again, and we're thankful for that. I got an announcement I need to pull up there. And uh, we certainly want you to come back and worship with us. Uh, uh, Wednesday night, we'll have Bible classes for all ages at seven. And of course, our Sunday morning service is at 9.30. We'd love for you to come and be our guest then. I do have a, a couple of announcements that I wanna pass along to you. Marjorie Hester, has asked us to pray for her, and uh, part of her heart is not working properly, and she's gonna be having a procedure tomorrow, uh, and her pacemaker is also gonna be replaced for the third time. Uh, She asked that we continue to pray for her, that uh, everything will go well tomorrow, and that she'll get a lot stronger. Also, listen to this good news. I got it, but I didn't have my sounds on, so I had to be told about it, but here it is. Marion Ruth Galloway was born at 1245 today. Uh, She weighed seven pounds, 20 ounces, 20 inches long, healthy baby girl. Of course, Drew and Laura are the proud parents. Kendall and Bennett are the big sister and brother. And uh, we certainly want to congratulate the Galloways in the birth of their baby girl. And we'll be praying for... Uh, them as uh, She'll probably be leaving the hospital. I would assume on Tuesday. So let's remember them in our prayers Also other announcements that we want to focus on Golden Circle our luncheon is this coming Tuesday at 1130 This is kind of an unusual one because we're going to have a guest speaker Wildwood Dean who's a scholar an expert. He's written several books on the Red River in Texas. He's a native Texan. He's a member of the church. He'll be our speaker. So you might want to come and hear some very interesting things that he might have to say. Also, uh, if you plan to go to Cox Boulevard uh, this coming Friday, the bus will leave at 515 and return at 2 a.m., please sign the list. Also remember, next Sunday night, we won't have kids sing because we're going to be hosting and having Northeast night. This building will be overflowing uh, with people, college students, faculty, uh, people associated with Northeast, including us. Uh, There'll be over 500 people, we hope, that'll be here. And speaking of that, uh, we're providing everyone a meal and uh, there are sign-up sheets back on that table. We really need you to sign up tonight, if at all possible. Also, uh, the food pantry and clothes closet's gonna be meeting this coming Thursday, uh, from nine to ten thirty. If you want to help, we'd love for you to come. And the pantry item is dried beans. I believe that's all the announcements that I have tonight. Uh, I'm going to lead us in a prayer, and then Braden's going to come and lead us in a song for our teachers to go to class tonight. So uh, we bow with me our merciful and kind heavenly father we're so thankful to you for all you do for us we're thankful that we have the opportunity to come here tonight and study your word may we with open hearts and open minds listen to the things that are said and apply them to our lives father we ask a very special blessing on the galloway family tonight as uh little ruth has been born and we are so grateful that everything is good and the baby's healthy and we pray that you'll be with laura and the baby over the next few days and weeks Uh, the adjustments that take place we pray that things will go well also we ask a special blessing on behalf of marjorie uh, hester as she goes for a procedure tomorrow uh, for her heart we pray that things will go well for her father there are many many others that we know that are sick that need our prayers at this time we pray that uh, you would be with each one of these and the doctors and nurses attending to their needs And Father, we pray for those who continue to grieve over the loss of loved ones. Father, we thank you for all that you do for us. May we always honor and serve you in all things in Christ's name. Amen.
0: I will be singing I fly away 851 I fly away 851 The first verse Some golden morning when the sun sight-
2: last time. So we're switching to a textual based study and we're going to be looking at wisdom literature. Y'all y'all really feel fancy, don't you? Wisdom literature. So if you think maybe you're in the wrong class, you still have time to, I believe there is the marriage class down in the annex. And is there a class in the, in the chapel too? The study in Sermon on the Mount, maybe? Okay. So if you'd like one of those, you still have time to hop on over. And we're going to start by looking at some sick folks or people that have requested prayers. And after we go through that list, then if you'd like to add someone or you have updates as we're going through, I would really appreciate that information. Irene Baker is Melinda Hester's mother. She has terminal cancer and in pain most of the time now. Austin Wentz is still undergoing long series of treatments for cancer. Wade Davis is still missing since last a year ago, June 22nd. Bobby Petty has lung cancer. Kelby Smith has Parkinson's. Ben Roberts has pancreatic cancer. Paul Rollison has brain cancer. The Crossons both have health issues. M- Marty and Donna Woodruff both have cancer. Eli Johnson is undergoing treatments cancer. John Roten has Parkinson's disease. Ann Langford is Lisa Peake's friend, has a a lot of pain, chronic issues. Emma Hutton has cancer. Paul Nichols has cancer. Sharon Strickland, Grayson Miller, Scotty Ennis, Paul Goldman, Pat Moore, Teresa Burcham all have cancer. I was hoping I'd get to tell you this, but I didn't. But anyway, the baby's here and everybody's fine. Just very excited for a healthy baby girl. Seven pounds, two ounces, 20 inches long. That's that's solid, isn't it? So we're just very happy for them. Uh, Lauren Brumley, remember her as she is pregnant and also coming to the end of her term. Linda Garrett, uh, Joe's here. How is she? Okay, yay on that part. So she recovers from that, and then she's also going to have to have some radiation. Okay, well, we're keeping her in our prayers, praying God will bless her. Barbara Foster has breast cancer. Uh, Dave and Lynette Woodrow are both dealing with some issues. We pray Lynette gets a really good job. Uh, Larry Muse. uh, Joe, you've got a lot of friends that have cancer on this list. Uh, l- Pardon? Yes. Okay, so remember Larry. He has colon cancer. Uh, Lennox Kinomers, five years old, has leukemia. Uh, any update on Roy Taylor? Have they been able to progress in his treatment? Okay. Latest I know is that went in for stents. They found out he's got liver problems, got to deal with the liver uh, Kidney problems, got to deal with that before they can deal with the other issues that he has. So he's pretty sick. Micah McBrayer is taking treatments at St. Jude. And remember him and his parents as they travel back and forth. Joey Jamison has some uh, circulatory issues. Sybil Tolleson has Alzheimer's. That's Jerry Ligon's neighbor. Jeremy Owens, I talked to Rita this morning. He's, he's doing well uh, with his, his rehab. Uh, Sherry Floyd, remember her in her recovery. Loxley Eaton has cancer. Callie Allison, I haven't talked to Rick about her progress or, or what was causing the seizures, but keep her here till I know differently. Uh, Joanne's re- dealing with some neuropathy problems in her feet and hands. Randy Stutz is to have surgery soon. Bonnie Wanner's recovering from surgery. Uh, Gabe George is ill. That's why Abby's out. She's caring for him. Larry Richardson recovering from heart surgery. Uh, Liz said he was doing great. Eddie Kraft has liver cancer undergoing treatments at Duke. Trevor Brown's brother, Michael's undergoing tests. Adam Martin's recovering from an accident. Michelle Latham uh, had ankle surgery. Is she doing okay? Good, good. Rudy Hollins, dealing with prostate cancer. Madonna Cook's recovering from disc replacement surgery. She doing okay? I saw Peggy just a little bit ago at Landmark, and she's hopeful that she'll maybe be released on Thursday. She still has a checkup to go through, but she is a lot better, not in pain like she was before. Jayla Ross is in a coma due to an accident. She's in her 20s. Anybody have an update about her condition? Susan Wood is Brenda Taylor's niece. She's been diagnosed with breast cancer, lives in Indiana. Brenda's gonna be traveling to be with her next weekend. So we pray for Susan and for your trip too. And then Marjorie Hester is gonna be having heart procedure tomorrow. So. We're going to pray that that is successful and gives her the results that she's hoping for. Anybody else? Yes.
1: My brother and
2: Okay. Anyone else? Yes.
1: Johnny okay, Derrick. We got a long chapter on a lot of rhythm. The former student of
2: mine I got another put the pressure. cancer I thought you said lung cancer on his liver and I, I, okay. So I wasn't crazy. I'm just, just, you know, for general distribution there. Huh? Just, yeah, whatever. Huh? Yeah, a vote of confidence. Keep your hands down. It's okay. We'll not take that vote. All right, let's pray. Let's, yes. Okay. <clears throat> okay,
1: let's uh
2: let's unravel this one. Devon okay let's start over because i i want yeah i want these to be okay so d e v a u g h n okay does that look right okay Okay. Well, I hate to hear that. That, How is she related to you? Your sister. Okay, we'll definitely pray for her. Pardon? Of course you are. Here's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to go, I'm going to start thinking about what I would do and then do just like the opposite. But I know that you all get joy out of that. So why would I change? Why would I change? And you know, sometimes I put it in right and this thing messes it up. That's what I'm going to blame. Okay. Let's have our prayer for these folks. And I know there are so many more and some of you just withhold names because the list is so long here. But the reason we pray for these folks because we believe God hears our prayers and we see remarkable changes. So uh, thank you for the names you've given. And uh, as we go through this, you just, you know, in your mind, in your mind, you just insert those folks. Okay, let's pray. Our Father, thank you so much for uh, this great day that you've given us. Thank you for the first day of the week in particular and the time we can be together and study your word and encourage one another and glorify Jesus. Just so many good things. We thank you for uh, this time where we're together to study and to think about your word. And also as we've thought about these people who are sick and our hearts go out to them. We're grateful for our own health and strength and being strong enough to be here. And we just really are asking you Lord to show mercy on these people who are suffering. We pray for Irene Baker that she'll have good days with her family. Austin Wentz as he undergoes his treatments. Bless the Davis family as Wade's been missing for so long. We pray for Bobby Petty who has cancer. Bless Kelby Smith that his treatment will strengthen him be with Van Roberts who has cancer, Paul Rollison who has cancer. We pray for the Crossins and their health problems. Bless Marty Woodruff and his wife Donna as they both have cancer. Be with Eli Johnson and sustain him through his treatments. We pray for John Roten that he's responding well to his treatment for Parkinson's. Bless Ann Langford with freedom from pain. Be with Emma Hutton, Paul Nichols, Sharon Strickland, Grayson Miller. Scotty Ennis, Paul Goldman, Pat Moore, Teresa Burcham, all who have cancer. We rejoice with Laura and the birth of her baby girl, and we just pray your blessings on them as they recover from the birth and uh, are soon to be home. And we just thank you for the blessing of of, uh, both of them to this body. We pray for Laura as she continues through her pregnancy and give her health and strength. Be with Linda Garrett as she continues to endure treatments for her cancer. We pray that these chemo treatments were effective to do the thing they were designed to do and then be with the follow-up treatments with the radiation that they are successful and just keep her strong, Lord. We pray for Barbara Foster as cancer. Bless Dave and Lynette in their um, unique situation. We pray for Larry Muse, and know he's struggling right now. We pray strength for him and uh, his body to respond to its treatment. Be with Lennox Kenimer who's battling leukemia. Be with Roy Taylor and his health problems. We pray for Michael McBrayer and his parents as they make trips to Memphis. Be with Joy Jamison, his health will improve. Be with Sybil Tolleson and her family as they care for her. Pray for Jerry Owen, or Jeremy Owens, and we pray his treatment is going well, and be with Rita to strengthen her. Pray for Sherry Floyd, who's recovering from treatment. Bless Loxley Eaton, who's taking treatments. We pray for Callie Allison, who's had seizures. Pray they get to the bottom of that. Bless Joanne Roberts that Uh, She can find relief from the neuropathy. Pray for Randy Stutz as he has surgery soon. Be with Bonnie Warner in her recovery. Bless Abby George as she's caring for her brother, and I know she's under a lot of stress about that. Pray he gets the care he needs. Be with Larry Richardson in his recovery. Bless Eddie Kraft as he seeks treatment. At Duke, we pray for Treva Brown's brother, Michael, as he undergoes tests and treatment. Be with Adam Martin in his recovery. Be with Michelle Latham, strengthen her ankle. Rudy Holland, as he's dealing with prostate cancer. Pray for Madonna Cook, that she'll have a full recovery and be back with us soon. Bless Peggy Roten, that she truly is able to progress well enough to be home soon. Pray for Jayla Ross, who's in a coma. Be with Susan Wood, as she's recently been diagnosed with cancer and Pray for a treatment. We pray for Brenda as she's going to be traveling to be with her. We pray for Sister Hester as she has this heart procedure tomorrow. We pray it's a great success. Bless Chester Donovan who has cardiac problems. Bless Johnny Derrick who has lung cancer and now discovered a spot on his liver. We pray for Jerry as he has this procedure on his hand. Soon we pray it's a successful. And we also pray for uh, Wanda Devon, Mickey's sister, who has Alzheimer's, but now a complicating issue with the blood clots. And we pray all that's going to be resolved real soon. Lord, please bless us as we study together and help it, help it to be informative and help, help us on this journey through these books that we will become wise in our association with your words, such that we can bless the lives of other people and lead them to Jesus. And thank you for that opportunity in front of us. In Jesus name, amen. Okay, studying wisdom literature. <laughs> Honestly, why do we study wisdom literature? The, the Bible's purpose in that is to make us wise. Yay, are you excited? So we're going to do this, and by the end of it, just like those people over there in the annex, they've already been through it, and guess what they are right now? Ooh, they are wise. I'm telling you, I can't wait to get out of there. The heads were just swelling so big. It's unbelievable. I'm going to have a lot of material for you that I think is going to be helpful, but here's the task that I have. In this mix are some of the biggest books in the Bible, so... You know, we're not going verse by verse. And in fact, the study that we're doing probably wouldn't be that helpful to go verse by verse, especially the majority of it. So what we are going to do is I'm going to do my best to equip you as a student of God's word to get into these books in these next several months. Uh, Your responsibility is to read through them and not next Sunday, as has already been said, we're not, we're not going to have regular Bible class. So in two, week, in two weeks' time, you ought to be able to read through these books. And then I'm going to start sharing with you some background information about the books that should be helpful in understanding what it is you're reading. And then I'm also, I've, I've put together a, a very specific types of works of synopsis for these books. Where, where in many cases, I'll go chapter by chapter, thought by thought, to try and help you understand what's happening in sections of some of these books. Especially challenging are the Psalms and the Proverbs, because they don't really tell a story like we're accustomed to. But I'm hoping that the materials that I give you are going to be helpful, and I'll show you how to use them to get the very most out of your reading of those books. So I encourage you to go ahead and read them. And then as we come back, maybe this will serve as a secondary reading through the books and hey, you can't can't miss. You are studying the word of God and it's always gonna do its thing. So if you do your part, God will do his part and you'll just be like those annex students. You will be so, so wise. So, wisdom literature. By the way, what's literature? Oh no. Well, we've got a long way to go. (laughs) Uh, Literature is just writings, right? Stuff you, stuff you read. Okay, so wisdom literature has then a very specific purpose. It is it is a bulk of writings, in this case, five different books whose design is to impart wisdom to us. So here, here are the books of wisdom that, that we are going to look at. Whoops, what's going on here? <laughs> well, oh, okay, this isn't. You say, I don't know, Ken, how are you <laughs> gonna do that? Well, like this, okay, so there's Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. Okay, in and of themselves, within the time in which they were written, they were wisdom literature. There's no doubt about it. But the reason that we study them is because all the Old Testament books, I, I am absolutely convinced, all those Old Testament books testify to what was coming, even within these various literary genres, okay? So when I read these books, I should be able to catch a glimpse of Jesus. Now, here's how we're gonna start that. I'm just gonna share with you generally how we will see Jesus. And then as we march through these books, I'll get more specific about it. In the book of Job, we will see Jesus as the risen Redeemer. And it follows in the pattern of Job's reclaiming of the things that he loses due to his faithfulness to God. The book of Psalms generally speaks of the Son of God and we'll see those indicators. The book of Proverbs literally is even within this series of lessons. The book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And we're going to see how Jesus is our eternal source of wisdom. In fact, referred to as wisdom. The book of Ecclesiastes continues with the idea of that which is under the sun really earth based stuff. But when you see Jesus, guess where he is? He is above, get that, above the sun, in contrast. And then the Song of Solomon is a love story. And not only am I gonna try to, wow, what a task, outline it a little bit, but I'm gonna share with you actually what the story is about. I can tell you, I grew into adulthood without anybody ever even talking about the Song of Solomon, let alone telling us what was in the book. It's almost, for for many people, it's almost a taboo book. Uh, its subject matter is just so uh, embarrassing for a lot of people. But I assure you, it's not embarrassing for me. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you exactly uh, what the book is teaching, and then. Uh, in it, we have the altogether lovely one. Okay, since we're studying wisdom literature, what is wisdom? Okay, we have knowledge over there. Knowledge of what? Okay. Okay, so that, that's, yeah, that's taking it the next step over. Uh, let's, let's break it down a little bit, and then I'm going to share with you, uh, you can be turning to Proverbs, I'll put this out here, Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 2 and 3 to begin with. It is the knowledge, literally, of what is right or what is true plus, and that's what JT was indicating. So it's knowledge of what is right and what is true, plus action. In other words, you know what's right and what's true, but you're not just holding that. That's just simply knowledge. Or maybe you go far enough with knowledge, you actually might even have understanding. But what you do is you take that knowledge and that understanding. You are wise when you know how, to put what you've learned is true into practice. So it is, yes, it is knowledge. And in the specific case, we're talking about the wisdom of God. So it is the truth that God has revealed whose purpose is then to turn into some kind of action. And you are wise when you learn it and then you know how to apply it. Okay, so we're looking at Proverbs chapter 1. Verses 2 and 3. Here's what the Bible says in its introduction to the book of Proverbs, which we said a main topic of the book of Proverbs and its reflection on Jesus is what? Do you remember? We just wrote it. Starts with a W, ends with an M. Has an ISDO in it. Yeah, wisdom. Okay. Here's the purpose of this book. This is why Solomon wrote this book to know wisdom and instruction. To perceive, okay, let's stop. What does it mean to know something? If I know it, I, I I grasp it, right? I I've come into contact with it. I can identify it. I know. To the, the purpose of this book is so that you will come into contact with and grasp wisdom and instruction. I want it to perceive the words of understanding. To perceive a thing means to what? It's not just that I. I saw it, I read it, I could read labels, right, of things and know the ingredients. But to perceive it then is to what? Okay, to, Yeah, to grasp its meaning. So I'm gonna perceive it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have words of, under, these are words of understanding, but in essence, I'm understanding things that describe for me the key to understanding a thing. So I'm, I'm grasping the knowledge and I'm, I'm getting it. I get this. To receive the instruction of wisdom. So wisdom says this and I go, huh, should I do that or not? If it's worldly wisdom, you might say, take it or leave it. When it is God's wisdom, God is instructing you in the way of righteousness, So if you are wise, not only are you going to accept what he says is righteous, but you're going to do what? You're going to behave or you're going to act righteously, okay? To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Now, I love that. Let's think about that for a second. So what is wisdom literature designed to do? It's wisdom literature, which is the writing about wisdom, is to describe for us, to impart for us, to help us to perceive, to understand, to grasp things like wisdom itself, justice, these are right from the text, judgment, and what was the last one? Equity. Anybody know what equity is? We were talking about things that are true, things that are right. When a thing is equitable, what does that mean for a group? Things are equitable. Okay, we're cool. It's fair, right? Okay, now look at these terms. Wisdom, I understand what's true. I'm I'm gathering what's true and I'm going to act on the basis of What is true? However, when you're dealing with people, is it just a one-size-fits-all in application? No, it is not. No, it is not. Now, the Apostle Paul, for instance, could write to the church in Corinth, and he would say, I'm hearing these things about you, and you are wrong, 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 and here's what you've got to do to be right. Wow. But when he went to Athens, what did he do? Did he say, oh, I see all these gods. You guys are wrong, 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 wrong. And here's what you better do. No, he said, I I perceive that you are religious people. Wow, look at all of this. Oh, I happen to notice that you had this monument to the unknown God. So I want to tell you about him. I mean, same truth is going to come out, but you have to be able to express the truth in a fair and Equitable way. I, our goal is what? Just to teach people or to save them? You say, well, Ken, aren't saved people taught? Yeah, but not all taught people are saved. And the reason why is many times we come across, or I've I've heard of occasions where people came so hard with the truth initially that it just. It might have been the truth and they might would have under some circumstances actually agreed with you. But because it hit them like a sledgehammer in the face, they were like, no. And they may as yet be unwilling to hear the truth. It's it's not the truth that's offensive. Many times it is just the way we're handling the truth. So we we want wisdom. We want when we learn the truth, we want justice. Right again, the idea that theme of a thing is right and this is true. So, justice just lies lays out the line. I want to be just, but also in judgment, want to be able to discern. So I understand. I gain wisdom. I apply, but I've got to read a situation. And then when I deal with, when I deal with the handling of that, especially. As I'm trying to share it with somebody else, maybe in a wise way, I'm trying to be equitable. I'm trying to build a relationship and be, and be fair. Okay, so in this is the importance of knowing the thing. Now, why did I suggest to you that, especially in this study, if I'm going to be wise, I probably should be reading these books. Why would I encourage you to do that? Well, do you get nourished from your food by just cooking that, mm, my mouth's watering now, just thinking about it. cooking that delicious meal and just sitting there and looking at it? Did any of you do that? Fix this fine meal, took you hours of prepping and cooking, got that meal, oh, it's one of the, mm, we grilled us out some ribeye steaks and they're just they're just perfect. I mean, they're just leaking out just a little of that mm, juice and it's kind of wrapping around that baked potato there. It's just saturating that melted butter. That sour cream is all over it. And ooh, who brought the bacon? We got bacon on that. And oh, we got this delicious cold salad and the beautiful dressing on it. And eh, but we're just gonna look at it. Is that how we do? Hey, Ken, I I know about that. With I've got those books in my Bible. They're in my Bible. Okay, great. But how do I get what's in my Bible in here such that it will become wisdom? I'm gonna have to. Now you could do it by osmosis, I guess. No, you really can't. But just take your Bible and put it on your head and walk around with it, and that'll just drop down by gravity. That doesn't work, does it? So we can't do it that way. What we've got to do is spend the time reading the word. And when we read it, and the more times we read it, the the easier it is to grasp. And I'm going to give you some tools, especially to help divide divide some of that out and give you some context as you're reading a lot of those things. Here's another thing. (laughs) Okay, so I've been known to go to like a Chinese restaurant. And you can get these fortune cookies and you take out a fortune and it's got a little saying on it. That's trivial stuff. You will hear, you hear me do it when I preach. Sometimes I'll I'll mention some verses out of the book of Proverbs. Sometimes we get the idea that these little wise sayings are, are practically like trivia. That is not what the Bible is. The Bible is not trivia. Everything we're reading here is designed for our spiritual benefit. So we're going to know these things, but not to know them just to apply to a this or a that in our lives. We are doing them. We are learning them in order to have ourselves enveloped with a sense of God-given, God-derived wisdom the insight into the knowledge of the ages. Solomon was responsible for way more Proverbs than we will find in these books. However, God chose that these were the things that were going to be the vehicle by which you and I can become spiritually wise. Now, wisdom, wisdom literature is set in the context of God's covenant people. Think about that. These books were written in a particular time for a particular group of people. These addressed issues of their time. However, here is the principle. These are universal precepts. These truths will always be true. And since they are always true and they were originally written in order to strengthen and make wise a people who were serving God under, in that case, under the old law, under that covenant... Well, guess what these things can do to people who are living under the new covenant? The same thing. Yes, because you're going to find these these are not truths that just find themselves applicable to that time. These are truths that, again, will always be true in our understanding of the things that are wise. Um, Wisdom literature is going to be something that deals with everyday life. And here's what I like about this. Okay. It isn't God saying, I want you to grasp how gravity works. I guess if I were some kind of scientist, that might be appealing to me. But for most people, I know how it works. It keeps me on the ground. (laughs) I mean, that's all I care about. Or if I could go to the moon, I would weigh less than I weigh here. Yippee. But that isn't what the Bible's for. The Bible is there to give us instruction about everyday circumstances. I mean, these are principles that are universal, that are practical for everyday living. That's helpful. What that also tells me is that God cares not just about the big things like gravity, but God cares about the little mundane things as well. And it's, it's pretty interesting to me. You're going to read about in this book, in application to your own life, about some of the qualities and engineering feats of things like insects. But how that that, When you really look at it and appreciate it, how that actually can apply to the steadfastness of your own life. So what is the goal of wisdom? I want to look again here at Proverbs 1 and verse 3. Let's look very quickly again at 1 verse 3. The purpose of wisdom, the reason that we're getting into this is to achieve these things, to receive the instruction. If you receive the instruction, how are you going to get it? I'm going to have to mine this out myself. I'm going to have to read it. So if I want to receive this instruction, who wants to receive wisdom? Okay, almost all of us. I don't know what the rest of you want, but almost all of us want wisdom. So if we're going to have that, then we're going to have to Receive the instruction of it. It's not going to come in your dreams at night or like an apple falling out of the apple tree. It's going to come by you actually literally sitting down and reading it. And then you'll receive instruction in wisdom, in justice, in judgment, and in equity. All of these things will be yours at no extra cost. And all who seek wisdom become wise. Whoa, Ken, wait, we said we were going to seek it. Are you telling me, Ken, that if I will study this and I will be diligent in it, then I'll get wise? And my answer is yes. Yes, you will. And let me tell you how that works. And this is from Proverbs chapter one. We're going to look at verses four to six very quickly. So this will this carries on the thought. Verses four to six. Okay, he, he lays it out here. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're coming from. To give prudence to the simple. How many of us are simple? Okay, do you know what simple? <laughs> I don't mean a simple life. <laughs> He's talking about simpletons, okay? But thank you for identifying yourselves. Uh, those people who just, you know, normally it doesn't nothing really matters to me. I'm just, you know, I'm clocking in, clocking out. But he says what this will do For those who otherwise don't care, if you will care about this, you will become a prudent sort of person. A person who's prudent then is what kind of person? Caution. Caution. He He knows how to act. He knows how to act. If you didn't know how to act, many of you raised your hand, then you will learn how to act simply because you have doused yourself with wisdom. How do you feel about that? Yay, yay. Okay, and then the young man, who's the young man? That's somebody who's not yet what? He's not mature, he's still inexperienced. But I'll tell you what, if he will seek after wisdom, the young man will have knowledge and discretion. Young men especially are known for a lack of what? Just gave away the word right? Discretion. They just, you know, they just do it to do it. But if you become wise, according to the instruction of God, then not only is he going to gain knowledge of how things go, but then he's going to become, he's going to become wiser in the way he acts, uh, how he sizes up a situation and then moves on it. He becomes full of a sense of knowing what to do and when to do it. A wise man, you say, well, he's already wise, so he doesn't need wisdom. If you are a wise man, I guess I would ask how many of you are wise. Come on, people. Now, some of you are, I know you are, you're so wise that you wouldn't identify yourself lest Ken bring attention to it. Wow, I, I salute you. But if you are already wise, you say, well, I don't need it. You know, I've said this stuff before, I don't need it. If you're wise, what are you going to do? A wise person jumps at the chance to gain more insight. I mean, that's the very definition of the wisdom is the seeking after knowledge. So the wise man, he's going to hear, he's going to listen to it, and he's going to increase learning, which then suggests that he hears it and he does what? He says, yeah, I'm going to hang on to that one. I'm going to grow in that. A man of understanding, maybe he isn't quite wise yet, but he gets a few things. Guess what he's going to do? man of understanding, if he'll continue in this, he will attain wise counsel. It's like, you know, I might not know, but when I study the Word of God, it enlightens my thinking. To understand a proverb and an enigma... Uh, things that are not understood, riddles and such, Such the words of the wise and their riddles. I just get to the place where, not worldly wise, but godly wise. I begin to see things for how they really are. Now, if, if I do that, what will that equip me to be able to fight against in this world? I'm thinking of one person in particular. Satan, You know what it was that enabled Jesus to be able to fight off Satan in the, gar- in the uh, uh, desert? Pardon? The Word of God. But did you see how he responded to Satan? He used the Word of God, not just saying, well, okay, now there, I, as I recall, there is a scripture over there that references that. No, Jesus took the scripture and then he very... I'm thinking of a specific word starts with a W. You very wisely applied that text to this situation. That's what we want to be able to do. We want to be able to learn wisdom uh, to, to gain knowledge, godly knowledge, divine knowledge, and then be able to apply it to our situation. The only way we're going to be able to do that is to fill ourselves with this word and then learn how to to move on it. Okay, six o'clock. So let's stop right here. Uh, in two weeks, I'm going to have some materials for you. Let's. Have, how many would you guess is in here? Hundred. Oh boy. Okay. Have that. Have Jimmy hopping. Okay. Uh, I'll have that material for you in in two weeks. That gives me a lot of time. Let's have a prayer and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for this time that we can think about our plans for. The coming months. I pray, Lord, I really do that what comes out of our study here, diligent studying your word, is a wiser body of people. Not that we're not wise and discerning now, but Lord, those who are such can gain wisdom and understanding. Thank you for that privilege. I pray, Lord, you help me to facilitate that, but Just motivate all of us to get into the word specifically in these particular books so that we'll have a better grasp of what you want us to know as we face all kinds of circumstances in the world. And More importantly, how we can apply what we learn so that we can be better in dealing with a difficult time in which we live. Uh, Thank you for tonight and keep us safe as we travel. In Jesus' name, amen.